Welcome to Simple English Listening. Today we have a, a fantastic guest. I'm very excited to bring her to my show. This is our friend May. Hello. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> On Simple English Listening, as you know, we talk about exciting and interesting topics, but in simpler English for pre-intermediate learners. So this episode is called Secret English Expert. Wow. <laughs> because I consider you to be a secret expert of, of English. <laughs> because you you haven't lived in a foreign country. No, that's true. Yeah. And you haven't really had private lessons, have you much, in English? Um, I've never taken private lesson before. So... We want to learn the secrets, you know. <laughs> you are one of the best English speakers Thank and non-native English speakers I've ever met. So <laughs> so hopefully we can share some secrets with you, the audience, to inspire you to learn English. Yeah, so where did your English learning journey begin? So I started developing interest in English yeah. language uh, when I was uh, maybe 11. 11? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I listened to like foreign songs, no, English songs actually. Mm. And I thought um, I, I could not find any Vietnamese songs that mm. were like that at the time. They were all very interesting and exotic to me at the time when i started learning english there were there was no internet in mm. Viet, like in not in vietnam but like in my hometown i did not have access to the internet i just watched tv yeah. and i yeah and i um saw some songs and movies and series television series in english and i thought like it they they were all fun so what steps did you take? Because your English is far better than your peers, the people around you. Why is yours that level? And why is theirs oh. their level? You know? Jesus, there are so many reasons for that. Because you cannot like just apply one um, tactic uh, in learning language. First of all, you've got to imagine yourself as a really good language speaker or listener or user. Like you you have to put yourself in the position where where okay, I'm a good I'm a good language learner. I'm like I master the language already. And what will you like what would you do if you mastered the language already? So um the master the master will read books in English the master will listen to native speakers talking about anything, basically. The master of English, they are not shy. They are not shy. They go out there and they interact with English speakers. Part of your character is the fact that you aren't afraid to socialise and put yourself out there. You can't be shy, right? That's what you're saying. It's yeah. the outgoing. Yeah, just imagine that you already spoke the language uh, fluently would you be shy yeah. so you've got to you've got to have that mindset first of all and uh, do not um, postpone um, to read a book you mm. know in English 
Uh, mm. Even if you have like very low level of English right now, just start doing the things that the, the masters do. Yeah. And what's another thing? Reading. You were saying. Yeah. And previously. reading is a, like reading is a big part of developing the language. Um, why is that? Because because it's hard to determine your level of English if you like if you just listen. Mm. It's hard to know. Um, you can imagine that your master, but you cannot imagine the words the master speak. You, you know what I mean. So you have to read. You have uh, when you read books in English, uh, you're going to be exposed to a lot of vocabulary. Uh, good one as well, which mm. is very basic. And um, you can understand the way the, the native writer use the words, use the sentences. Mm. But, so, but reading was a big part of your learning. Yeah. And you said something along the lines of, there's so many books in English literature. So it's a perfect... It's the perfect way to learn. You know, you have all these classic right. stories, mm. you know, Withering Heights or Peter Pan or... <laughs> <laughs> um, do not, just do not afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you can find English books everywhere in the world, to be honest. Just maybe just type on Google and then you've got like free access to English books and don't postpone, don't postpone reading. So in reading, mm -hmm. if you don't understand certain phrases mm. do you just kind of go over it and try and understand the whole general idea of the text or do you go through each word you don't <laughs> understand and highlight it or i i remember i recommended mm. reading to everyone who learns english that i met mm. and they always complain to me that Oh no, my vocabulary is not good. I can't, I can't read yet. I don't understand words. And yeah, I understand the pain because mm. I, I've been through it. And, um, my experience is you just, please just don't pay attention to, to the words that you don't understand. Mm. Just don't pay attention at first. Um, And then if you, if it's becoming very annoying, it's uh, irritating not to know the word because the word is repeated in the book. Mm. If, if it's like really annoying, then you, yeah. you go for it. You, you look it up in the dictionary. I see. So yeah. you generally pass over yeah, exactly. words you don't know unless exactly. it's a word mm. that you see repeatedly mm -hmm. and you feel like you have to know that word. Yeah. Yeah. One more thing in reading is that it's good to know the general, like the, the plot of the book first. Okay. In, like in advance. Mm -hmm. Like because if you read without knowing what you're reading, you, you feel annoyed and you feel frustrated. Mm. So maybe it's good to just look up um, the, the plot or like the, the message of the book in advance in your own language. So that you have a general idea about what the book is like. To watch a, a movie first with the subtitles in your own language. Mm. And then once you know the plot, you know the general idea, yeah. then use English subtitles mm. and then use no subtitles. Mm. So it's first subtitles in your own language, then English subtitles, 
and then no subtitles. And that the fact that you already know the general idea of what's happening helps you put words together, mm. I guess, and phrases and meanings exactly. together. Yeah. It's also a very like easy approach. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot just dive in something that you're like frustrated mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Know? So just um, knowing a little bit first yeah. is a key. Ah, so next, vocabulary building. Would you do anything to build your vocabulary, like word lists or flashcard apps on your phone? So um, if you want to... Or would you just have the memory of an elephant comes <laughs> naturally to you? No. Well, I, I would explain it this way. You might know a word, mm. but it, it doesn't mean that you understand the word. And it doesn't mean that you, you're going to use the word nicely and naturally in, in context. And also, if you do a lot of reading, right, a lot of reading and Definitely. listening, then you see that word used again and again in multiple contexts, in hundreds of different ways. Mm. If you experience a word and you see it used hundreds of times in different ways, you will then know yourself how to use that word. That's so true. Yeah. And that's the power of reading and exactly. listening to the right level. And what we try and do for you on this channel is to give you uh, English, which is just one level just above yours. So you can mostly understand the general idea and hear many words, you know, again and again, using different ways, different contexts. And then you yourself can eventually know how to use the words. Mm. You're saying you didn't really go to private lessons mm. as many people in Vietnam do. I couldn't afford it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but your English is way better than <laughs> everyone who does. But that's another question. So the role of schools. I kind of feel that if you have the motivation mm-hmm. and if you are inspired intrinsically, intrinsically means inside of you to do it, then with the internet and with books, there's enough You can learn yourself, mm. you know, and with people to speak English with. Do you feel that a person needs a teacher in a classroom? Well, um, I wouldn't say that it's not necessary. I would say that um, there are like different ways of learning a language and you can choose your way. Classes are good for some people, definitely. Some I've I've seen people who who have really good level of English and they they've been through a lot of classes they've been mm. through a lot of tutoring so I wouldn't say that um, it's not an effective way of learning but at the same time I I I think it is possible to learn a language on your own with with instructions like you can get the instruction from the internet but make sure that the source is good you know the source must be authentic and and maybe from from native speaker like you mm. it's good it's it's good way of learning yeah i feel like in my classes some learners they give me the controller for their learning and it's like, okay it's your responsibility <laughs> yeah, now exactly. teacher right, i'm gonna sit here and <laughs> english will magically go into my head because i'm paying for lessons and it's and you're at the front and that's what you do for me yeah. but actually and it's kind of like they're, they're giving the keys for their learning to me mm. and they think that just paying for lessons will sort yeah, some, out, yeah you know. some people are heavily yeah um 
depends on on uh, their teachers. And they think that the more they spend time with their teachers, the yeah. more they uh, spend money on the land on the learning process. And half the time, they don't even do their homework, <laughs> like or they don't review words. They just expect themselves to magically learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not. I think it's not a good way of learning. It's not learning. No, no, <laughs> it's no. just it's just sitting there and, and paying like spending money on nothing. And whether it's in classes or just like you, like with books and the internet and all that, it has to. You have to be intrinsically motivated. Like you have to want to learn English and have the hunger to learn English. Mm. Yeah, and to be inspired to learn English. And some people would say, "Oh, I hate English." <laughs> yeah. Some people like I've actually met a lot of Vietnamese. They perform really badly in class, and they they said they hate English. But it's it's not true. It's not true. Mm. They hate the way they they were being taught mm. in class. They did not like. They did not even know English. How they how do they hate English? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just hate the way they're being taught. I see. And whether they hate the way they're being taught mm. or English, it's difficult to improve at something that you think you hate. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like it's kind yeah, of like, also, I mean, good also, luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's why I said from the start yeah. that you've got to have that master mindset. Mm. So you've got to think, imagine yourself as a really good English learners, English speakers and English users. So that you overcome the feeling of like, you know, of hatred, of frustration. I've noticed that we were talking about some kind of question of grammar once. Mm. And you said that you didn't know if it was right or wrong, but you knew it how it if it was correct because of the feeling. Of, of it. course. But you that is like that is <laughs> A native level, <laughs> subconscious. English has gone deep in your subconscious. Yeah, that is true. And for, for you to have that, to not technically, mm. consciously know if something's right or wrong, but to feel it subconsciously uh, and to know if the grammar's correct or not, mm. uh, that's very rare. <laughs> and maybe that comes from all of the, the books and the listening and the... the exactly. Because English is a big part of your mm. world, right? Yeah, like just exposed, just get yourself exposed to the language as much as possible. And then you develop a subconscious feeling, you know, like a subconscious knowledge yeah. about the language. You would know it when when it sounds wrong and sounds right. When it sounds mm. right, you're going to be... Oh, That's it. When it sounds wrong, you're going to be like, there's something going on here. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> knowing it subconsciously, yeah. I would say. So to have that deep level of knowledge, mm. English must be part of your day-to-day -day life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I told you that it's not like I learned the language yesterday mm. and then I performed today yeah. for you guys to see. No, it's not like that. It's been a process and it's like I get exposed to it every single day. And recently, actually, recently I speak and listen to English more than I speak and listen to my own language. Whoa. And we are in Vietnam. Yeah. May lives in Vietnam. <laughs> and uh, why? How? How does that happen? That's quite a statement. <laughs> and how does that happen? Yeah. So um, I don't actually meet a lot of Vietnamese people on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. 
Um, my work is mostly online. So I just spend time, most of my time, of my free time I spend in my home. I um, listen to podcasts and YouTubers who are basically English speakers. Yeah, that's, that's why I would say I listen to English even more than my own language. And I speak it even more it, because you can call me a psycho. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm a psycho, but I talk to myself in English. Okay. Yeah. Some people <laughs> say that as a tip to talk to yourself in the language. Like when talking to myself in uh, Italian or French, <laughs> you can definitely speak speak faster and become more fluent and it kind of comes out of your mouth easier but you can't learn anything any new language by talking to yourself because nothing new can come from yourself right new comes from the outside world you think so like everything you say when you talk to yourself comes from your own knowledge mm. right But um, but it's well, a good way. Yeah, but yeah. it's good way to practice what you have already known. So to to develop like a really fluent like fluent level mm. of English, you've got to practice a lot. And it, if you cannot afford having a, a, nat a native speaker with you, then you can actually talk to yourself and talk to. I don't know, talk to someone that you imagine in your mind. Sometimes I do that. Do you do it often? Well, I do it every day. Okay. Every day. For example, when I, I drove here, mm -hmm. I was in the traffic jam and I thought like, oh, like when I look around, I always think in English. And like, I thought, oh, this is terrible. I wouldn't say it in Vietnamese, you know? Okay. <laughs> um. And also, uh, sometimes I swear in English. <laughs> so let's look at the, the thinking thing there. That is very intimate and very deep into someone now. Like if you can think in another language, mm. then surely you're then, because we think in words, mm -hmm. surely then we're think practicing potentially thousands of words a day if we mm -hmm. fully think in a different language yeah. i've never thought this before <laughs> this is maybe a eureka moment like a moment of great <laughs> discovery on our channel <laughs> do you fully think in english not like fully when I, i when i talk to vietnamese people i've got to switch my mind a little bit yeah But do you think half your thoughts of the day mm, I would say might so. they be in English? Whoa, guys, <laughs> we're on to something. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I told you, you've got to be the master of, of English language. If you want to achieve the level of the master, you've got to be the master yourself. Mm -hmm. So you've got to think in the language. It's not just about talking and listening and writing, but it's also like thinking. Mm. Yeah. So next, the next level is dreaming. <laughs> Now we're going down this path. Uh, have you dreamt in English before? Let me see. I think most of the time, actually. <laughs> oh my God, guys. So this is why May's English level is like better than mine. I'm so embarrassed. She thinks and dreams secret. in English. <laughs> <laughs> this is my real secret. Yeah, the ultimate secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And did you even think it yourself before? Did you discover it like me today? 
No, no, it's true that I actually had dream in which I just talk in English. <laughs> of course, you can't choose what <laughs> language you dream in. But yeah. if you have in another language <laughs> yeah. in your day enough, then that might start happening naturally. <laughs> I, I even have lucid dreams. Lucid dreams. Yeah, lucid dreams in English. <laughs> okay, well, like, do we want to know what you do with the, the dreams that you can control? That's an, a lucid dream. Yeah. Lucid dream are the dreams that you can control where you're half awake, but yeah. you are in the still in the dream realm, the dream world. Yeah, it sounds, yeah. It sounds crazy, but actually it's very easy. You can yeah. actually practice out of controlling dreams. Okay. I do that like mostly like... I think it must be like almost every day because, well, you know, staying in a dream and thinking and, and interacting with people in the language that I love, then it's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's a, an idea for you. Uh -huh. You should teach like how to think and dream <laughs> as a language learning tool, you know, yeah. to give it a new name. So going back to, you're saying you listen to lots of podcasts mm. now in English. So just lots of the information that comes in around the world, online, different podcasts. Podcasts are, of course, like the modern equivalent of radio shows mm. is a podcast now. Uh, I have one on the Simple English <laughs> Listening Podcast. Maybe you've heard it. And your business is online. Yeah. So sometimes you use English in your online business or in your research, going on websites around oh, the world? I use podcasts a lot, not because I have a lot of free time. You know? yeah. I have my own business and I have like dreams and like goals in life. I'm not actually that free. When she says dreams here, she means future <laughs> ideas, yeah, things exactly. she hopes for. But listening to podcasts is a part of my life because it's, it's where I acquire my knowledge and being open to the world you know a lot know. of my a lot of my business knowledge and like emotional i don't know emotional intelligence it's actually required because i listen to new people new ideas every single day okay so you so, listen to podcasts <laughs> yeah so lots of who you are Mm -hmm. like your positive thinking and the things you learn yeah. about knowledge and business you learn from English language podcasts. Mm. Because when you have this level of English, then mm. the whole world's knowledge and information, mm. well, amongst the English-speaking countries and, of course, many other countries, uh, it then becomes available to you. Mm. And you can then learn from all these different, from all these different informations. Mm. Kind of like the world is just under a click. Whoa. <laughs> profound. It's deep, profound. <laughs> the world is all in one click. Yeah, in one click. Say, so how is your life different because of your knowledge of English compared to your peers, say your friends, the people around you who don't have English mm. to your level? You make me feel a bit emotional. Mm. Um, because I, I, I cannot imagine my life without knowing English because it is the key to the real world that I'm like dreaming of and uh, I feel so blessed mm. that like I can't speak I can listen to English I can't read and write I'm so grateful for the skills that I actually have 
myself a client. Yeah, because I'm Vietnamese and I've never left the country. Mm-hmm. And in Vietnam, the information, um, the knowledge is very restricted. Restricted. Mm. So there's a limited pool yeah. of knowledge. Mm. But it's not just in Vietnam, but of course, like, if you speak the language of just one population, mm. then all of your knowledge just comes from that one small pool mm. of people. But with English, and I mean, of course, some other widely spoken languages, Spanish, Arabic, there's a much wider mm. pool of information for you to get your information from. And we are our information. We are, on some level, our personality, our character, the things we know, all our thoughts, our decision-making, everything is based on the information that we've received in our life. All the things we've heard and we've listened to then informs our next decision and it influences our, our character. It's profound. <laughs> it is. Yeah. A few profound things have been said today. Yeah, <laughs> That's great. profound. Good job, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so for today, we'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for listening, May. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. My pleasure. I think uh, you've said lots of things our viewers can think about mm. and I hope be inspired by. Mm. Anyway, guys, so please subscribe if you haven't already for some more wonderful interviews with some lovely guests and check out the podcast if you haven't already which is available on spotify itunes uh, all other podcasting apps all the major ones so all the best everyone